Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We are uh, just coming down the home stretch of round number nine in the vote for Speaker of the House of Representatives. And once again, Kevin McCarthy does not have enough votes. Currently, uh, Hakeem Jeffries has 183 votes. Uh, Representative McCarthy has 172 votes. Representative Donalds has 16 votes. And Representative Hearn has three votes. Now, if you add Representative Donald's and Representative Hearn's together, that's 19. Uh, so, in other words, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in round six, seven, eight, and now nine, which means all of this talk about uh, change and uh, compromise and deals behind closed doors has not materialized into a single vote changing. And so that becomes an interesting question. Now, I want to go back to uh, the nomination speech for Representative Byron Donalds in this ninth round. It was a fiery speech, to be sure, uh, from Representative Matt Rosendale. I think he only has uh, one level, and it's 11. And again, set set your politics aside. Uh, I don't always agree with him. I don't agree with style and approach in a lot of things. But he hit on a lot of things that we've been discussing in terms of how much power is concentrated into the leaders of the party, how little input members get in terms of making changes and amendments to bills. And so I want to go through a few pieces of his speech just to get a sense of what are some of the things that we all ought to be concerned about as it relates to the House of Representatives. So uh, he talked about participating in more debate and more discussions over the last couple of days than he has in the last several years as a member of Congress. We have had more discussion and debate over the last three days than I have participated in on this floor for the last two years. And it's healthy. It absolutely promotes the collegiality that everyone is striving to obtain. We're having discussions not just within our own party, but amongst each other as we walk around and start planning for the legislation that we will need to address over the next two years. Representative Rosendale went on to say, you know, constituents actually think this is how the work of the House is done. Uh, That's not how things usually work around there. Our constituents think, as they watch us on C-SPAN today, that this is how everyday functions. They think that this is how every bill gets addressed in this body. And they will be shocked to learn the ones that you have not disclosed the little nasty secret to, that unfortunately, that's not how it works around this place. Uh, so the representative clearly tapping into some of the frustration uh, 
Uh, and honestly, I think that's the frustration that every member of the House and the Senate should feel. Because they're not being part of the process, which means they're not representing the people who elected them. Whether that's an entire state for a senator or 761,000 residents, citizens, for your district as a member of Congress. So Representative Rosendale laid out the, the current process and how it's being done and why that needs to change or nothing really changes. Under the current rules and under the current leadership construction on typically Monday at the beginning of the week, the leadership on both sides of the aisle negotiate a number of bills, 15 to 20 pieces of legislation that one Democrat and one Republican stand on this floor. They discuss momentarily and then they say the magic words without objection we will pass this by unanimous consent so so many of those things they say are passed by unanimous consent but again it's either early in the morning or late at night you've got two members two of the leadership team either republicans or democrats uh, and they say okay we've got our deal and two out of 435 or two out of a hundred are making the decisions on what gets passed. Now I happen to agree that we all should be concerned about that. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Finally, Representative Rosendale said, look, we've got to have a vision for Congress. We've got to restore equal representation and actually be able to be able to call the House of Representatives the people's house. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, We have to get back to that. Well, I have a vision for this place, that we can restore regular order so that each of us may have the ability to represent our districts and our constituents equally as we move through this process. And then again, at that time, we will be able to call it truly the people's house again. Again, that's a uh, fiery speech from Representative Rosendale uh, as he nominated uh, Representative uh, uh, Donalds uh, as uh, Speaker of the House. And again, that has uh, failed. Uh, Once again, we're kind of sitting in the same place we've been sitting at for four rounds of voting now. And nothing's shifted. Nothing's changed. It becomes a battle of will at this point. And as we come to the end of this ninth round of voting, I need to remind everyone that there are only two options moving forward. The first option is to keep voting. And the moment this uh, vote is completed, which they are almost there, uh, the clerks will tally and confirm that all the votes are as represented. They will present that to the body, declare that no speaker has been chosen, and they will begin 
with new nominations. The only other alternative is to adjourn, to vote to adjourn. And right now, I don't think there's enough votes to adjourn. The Democrats are going to stay united. They want to keep voting. They want to keep moving this thing through, force the action. And there's a number of Republicans who'd probably vote with them. Uh, And so I think Speaker McCarthy really doesn't have any other option. And it doesn't appear that the negotiations are moving anywhere. So Representative Rosendale, again, a very fiery speech. uh, And he hit home on a lot of the crucial pieces. So I go back to something that I started saying two days ago. And that is as people began to wring their hands that this is the first time that we have had this kind of action in selecting a speaker in over 100 years, that in that statement is the ultimate question that we should be asking, and that is why? Why in the world has there not been a challenge to a speaker in 100 years? And the answer to that question should concern all of us. And it is that the leaders of both parties, doesn't matter whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, have consolidated all of the political power. We heard from Representative Rosendale. We also heard from uh, Frank DeVito saying that there's, there's no way that a regular member of Congress can cross the leader of their party because they are absolutely dependent on that leader to raise campaign funds, to show up at, at fundraisers and events, and to give them good committee assignments, or maybe even a gavel, maybe even a chairmanship uh, of one of those committees. And that consolidation of power uh, is really the problem. Both Representative Rosendale and Frank DeVito talked about the fact that there just isn't a way for people to weigh in, to vote, to get amendments Uh, We'll see where this goes next. We're wrapping up round number nine. We'll see what comes next. Stay with us here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. More to come on Inside Sources. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.